Welcome listeners and let's get started with episode number 23 of Kimbo's Weekly Experiences. Today's episode we will be talking about how the pandemic began and the spread of the virus. I'm here with Professor Brendan Kim from the University of Otago, microbiologist who has been researching SARS-CoV-2 or better known as COVID-19. Can you tell us a little bit about COVID-19? The COVID-19 pandemic is an ongoing pandemic which broke out was first identified in Wuhan, China in December 2019. The outbreak was declared a public health emergency of international concern by the World Health Organization on the 30th of January and a pandemic on the 11th of March. The pandemic has caused a global and social disruption, including the world's largest global recession since the Great Depression in the 1930s. Professor, when looking at the virus and how it affects us, who are the most vulnerable? When we look at the current data that is coming out of China, most of the numbers suggest that the, it is most likely to have a severe impact on older citizens, people who have compromised immune system and people with pre-existing condition. Because of COVID-19 is an infectious respiratory res- disease, people, people with pre-existing chest and lung condition and people who have reached recently finished a chemotherapy from cancer would have a less chance of surviving COVID-19 and would develop pneumonia from it. For example, one in three New Zealanders is obese. That has meant that their health is already very vulnerable. This means that if there's an outbreak in New Zealand, our health system will be overwhelmed and a large percentage of people will die. As more people would be severely affected by their weak immune system. Really? So the Prime Minister's reaction of a hard and fast lockdown of the country is best for us? That's right. This approach with the lockdown is designed to stop the spread of COVID-19 within community transmission and eventually eliminate it. We can already see that the benefit of the Prime Minister's hard and fast action New Zealand has had already 102 days COVID-free. We can see countries like the US and UK who are experiencing the second wave of spread. Our health system is coping and so too surprisingly is our stock market. So we are already in a better position than most economists have predicted. We can look at Italy where the lockdown was put into place too late, where people were more worried about the economy than the health of the people. This resulted in an outbreak that overwhelmed the health system. Doctors had to pick who could live and who had to die as they had a shortage of supply and medical instruments. To keep this pandemic under control, we have to play our part. We have to keep track of where we've been and who we have uh, been in contact with. That's a good point, but what about the people who enter New Zealand from other countries, like the recent UK sisters who came back with positive cases of COVID-19? Without a vaccine, should we even let people into New Zealand? Look at the government's actions. Is it robust enough? From what I know, there there are two to three events that put into question the government's ability to manage this pandemic. This was also raised by National and New Zealand First. What more can be done and why is the Labour government not doing more? And why hasn't the government taken more advantage of our isolated location? Not like Africa or Europe where countries roll into each other. We are ideally physically separate, therefore far less at risk. 
I feel that more can be done. An example can be the requirement that people have to have face masks in public, to as it has been proven that it will slow down the spread of the virus. But what, from what I've seen, the main problem for the Labour government has been that it's getting close to the election. We can see that the increase in criticism from other parties are, is a political move. But also, there seems to be, from what I've seen, no political will to strengthen rules around COVID-19. The main difficulty for New Zealand is it's very isolated. It's a good and bad thing. During the start of the pandemic, New Zealand's location was key as it meant that we have a lower number of cases in the first place. But it's also due to our isolated location and low population, many Kiwis would travel overseas to look for work. Due to this, the pandemic, we have a large number of Kiwis who are returning home. It's difficult. Should we just leave them? They would face an uncertainty in the pandemic and would feel that have been portrayed by their own government. I think we should continue to be cautious when we're allowing citizens and residents back into the country, like the mandatory required testing and 14 days isolation. We can see that if we did not follow this rule, this would cause another outbreak in our community because the virus would be able to spread quickly than before because people are moving around now. What about the so-called COVID card or compulsory testing of workers? Why has the government looked into it? People feel that the government management of borders needs a new elimination strategy. They feel that it's inadequate. Looking at COVID card and or compulsory testing of workers, as I look at it, the cost of doing so outweighs the benefit. It's because of our economy, it has already slowed down. Testing all workers will be a burden for the future. Due to our isolated location, we can see, we can target where COVID can get into our country. So testing at our borders, I feel is adequate. For Kiwis, after the first lockdown, it was hated. We can see after the second, there has been protests not just because people have to stay at home, but the economic impact it has on the people. People have even started to believe in conspiracy theories that soon we will be under martial law and the military will take over the government. We can compare COVID-19 to the flu. If one person has a flu, it has a contagious rate of 1.3. But if we look at COVID-19, it has a contagious rate of 2 to 2.5. This means that after 10 rounds of the flu, you get 50 to 53 people sick. But with COVID-19, after 10 rounds, you can get over the 2,000 people sick. You can see that with our limited supply, it can easily overwhelm our health system. If we do not keep the pandemic, uh, primary measures that are currently in place, we could experience another outbreak, which would be worse than before. With our current numbers increasing faster than last time. I did not expect it to still be this bad. The risk of having another outbreak is tremendous. This is why everyone still has to be very cautious even with our numbers. After eight weeks of being between level two, three and four, we are almost completely back to our normal lives. 
Because of this, I feel New Zealand's management of the COVID-19 panic, ban- pandemic was one of, if not the best in the world. We can already see the benefits and also see the opposite of New Zealand in countries like the US where rules is different in states as they try to slow the spread of the virus. This meant if one state have COVID under control, but another do not, COVID state borders were wide open and the spread of the virus will continue. The US now has the highest number of cases. Over a million Americans have the virus and over 100,000 Americans have died. And data show that the number of cases will keep increasing rapidly. Really? Can we look at the economic impact it had on New Zealand? Was it worth the loss of our freedom and economy? Many Kiwis are already struggling financially. Yes, of course. The sacrifice of freedom was worth the potential tens of thousands of lives saved. The government have implemented many schemes to help people and businesses recover and deal with the economic loss at the moment. But the government has spent billions of dollars. Our national debt has increased to 50% of our GDP. The New Zealand Parliament unanimously passed a $23 billion tax support package which includes a tax relief package for small and medium-sized businesses, business support in 2021, and a wage subsidy scheme. However, all of these relief and support systems help employees and employers throughout the very hard times they were faced with during and after the lockdown period and long-lasting effects. Yes, but looking at the stats, do you really think the money spent was more valuable than the tens of thousands lives saved? New Zealand only has 12 respiratory ventilators throughout the whole country. Now imagine if the alert level for lockdown was not put in place and the Ministry of Health and Public Health System was overwhelmed. With COVID-19 positive patient, things would have been and badly. Professor, looking at the current situation, the more I look at it, the more hopeless I become. I cannot see the end of the pandemic being a happy ending. We can eradicate the virus in New Zealand, but other countries keep climbing. What do you think of Trump's comments on New Zealand's big surge? Oh, there's an increase in numbers, but a big surge? There are just 10 new cases per day compared to America's 40,000. I understand that looking at it right now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But when, with time and hard work that has been done by doctors, nurses, and hospitals, and researchers, we can see there are things are getting better. Infection curves are getting flattened, and we are already, we are in this together. We must keep fighting and play our part. Thank you, Professor. Thanks for your time and coming here to help us better understand COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, Professor Brendan Kim from the University of Otago. Thank you for having me. Next week, we have Jacinda Ardern to talk about the alert level systems and how things are going. Thank you.